0: Hello and good afternoon to anybody listening, if indeed there is anybody listening. My name is Sam Parrish and welcome to the inaugural episode of Parish Notices, an arts and media podcast. It is a dreary afternoon in mid-February here in London. I hope you are having a good day. Uh, given that this is the first ever episode, I'm going to do my best today to explain what on earth this is going to be and then try and dive into a first episode. How about that? So, who am I? I am a 23-year-old English and history graduate and aspiring writer of fiction. I love genre fiction of all kinds. I love sci-fi, horror, fantasy, crime in all manner of mediums, whether that's games, films, novels, TV, comics, whatever you like. What is Parish Notices? This podcast is meant to be a kind of living notebook for all of the ideas that i can't really turn into stories it's sort of intended to help me strengthen my writing tools and solidify my ideas outside of my head the hope is overall to connect with people over shared interests to give voice to thoughts that people might have about their favorite media and to challenge people with a slightly more academic take on fandom it's influenced by a lot of youtubers such as hello future me H. Bomberguy and Lindsay Ellis. I just, I'm a big fan of that format and I'm hoping I can bring it to this podcast. Uh, I've learned a lot of things from listening to them and I'm hoping that I can impart some interesting ideas to you. What is this podcast going to consist of? I'm going to aim to mix up content between shorter and longer formats so you can expect regular episodes of under 20 minutes and longer pieces under 50 minutes sporadically. I'm going to try and upload once a week with uh, regular reviews of films, books and games that I try uh, with the hope that somebody listening finds something interesting that they like the sound of and might want to give a go. I suppose if this podcast is going to have a principle it is going to be to judge things for what they are. I'm a huge fan of critics like Roger Ebert and Mark Kermode and uh, I really appreciate the way they don't go into blockbusters and compare them to There Will Be Blood or The Godfather. They judge everything for what it is so i'm gonna try and do that so without further ado let's dive into what we've got to review today So we're going to be kicking off with 1917, directed, co-written and produced by Sam Mendes. Uh, He derived the story from uh, accounts he heard from his grandfather, Alfred Mendes. The film is starring George McKay and Dean Charles Chapman. The movie takes place, believe it or not, in 1917 as a pair of young soldiers race against time to save a company of their comrades from marching into a trap. So if you're familiar with any of the marketing from around the film, you'll know it is quote-unquote in one take. So there's no visible cuts at any point in the movie, it takes place in one long continuous shot. And the execution of that gimmick is overall very good, with a few slightly obvious cuts if you're looking for them. There'll be little periods where the characters enter into total darkness for a second and then it comes into an area of more light where someone turns on a torch they, they pass behind a wall or something like that. It's only obvious if you're looking for it. Now, I say gimmick not to be derogatory. That's just a turn of phrase. Nothing about this feels gimmicky. Uh, the reason to do something like this is to draw you in, and it definitely accomplishes that. The film is full of excellent nail-biting action. Now, the movie is visually spectacular. The use of the one-shot to turn close-ups into wides and vice versa is great. There's a great visual diversity in a movie that could sort of be all mud and rubble without giving away too many plot points. We head through dark tunnels into quarries, through lush fields into abandoned urban areas. Uh, It's the rare war movie that's actually very beautiful to look at. Sam Mendes uses colour and light in combination as kind of a trademark. If you've seen Skyfall, you'll remember all of the scenes at night with light on the water or neon coming through hotel rooms. And that's that's here to see. The movie really comes alive as we enter a night sequence where there's a lot of fire and light, it really looks incredible. Uh, The music is a little eccentric, but it works by the end, especially into the third act as the film becomes more sort of dreamlike in places, it really starts to pop. Now, I'm going to try to judge movies both on style and substance, and you would expect a movie with this much style to suffer in the substance department, but... There's tons of small performances by bigger name actors like Mark Strong and Benedict Cumberbatch that really helped the movie shine. Andrew Scott most memorably plays this grizzled, uh, jaded, frontline commanding officer. Uh, Some of the parts are a little forgettable, which is a shame because a lot of these actors are really great and it would be great to see them be given more to do. But overall, their, their presence is much appreciated. Now, a movie like this is always going to live and die on that central two-hander of McKay and Chapman. I found it really well-written overall, their relationship and their dialogue, if a little stilted during the early sequences of walk and talk in the trenches. It's clear they're sort of hitting their marks as they speak. There's not a lot of filler dialogue. The sense of humour throughout was was really well-handled, however. I think the most glowing review I can give the movie is just to talk about how effective it was overall. It's very rare you'll be in the cinema these days and hear people, you know, grunting in disgust, sighing with relief, oohs and ahs in the background as a movie's going on. I'm very tough to make cry with movies, but the person that I saw it with was in tears by the end. It has a really fantastic, really touching climax. So overall, yes, believe it or not, this wildly successful, award-winning film is rather good and is getting a recommendation from me. Recommended for everyone, whether you're looking for incredible spectacle or human drama. Next up, we're talking about Elizabeth is Missing, a feature-length TV special by the BBC, directed by Ashling Walsh, adapted by Andrea Gibb from the novel by Emma Healy. It stars Glenda Jackson as Maud, an elderly woman living with dementia who's struggling to piece together both a mystery in the modern day and perhaps one from her past. And it is worth saying up front that the whole thing is tied together by an unbelievable performance from Glenda Jackson who, if you don't know more about, you should definitely look up. She's a fascinating person. It's very refreshing to see such a kind of classical performance. It's got shades of Laurence Olivier. It blends humour and tragedy and rage and sensitivity. The whole project is worth seeking out just to see this performance. That being said, it feels very TV. Uh, The lighting is is very neutral. The cinematography is perfectly functional, but it's completely unremarkable. The score actually gets a little annoying at times, with these same very basic refrains appearing multiple times. It sounds nitpicky, but it's harder to get away with in the age of prestige TV. I think all of our standards have probably been raised a little to uh, unfair expectations on that front. The editing is pretty memorable, it definitely attempts to simulate the experience of being adrift in one's own memories, which is sort of what dementia is, and it manages to be disorientating without ever allowing the viewer to sort of lose the thread. The film is, frankly, very depressing with not much catharsis. If you're into bleak cinema, it might do more for you, but it really wasn't to my taste. It's a slow march through a tour of family tragedy and illness with little to nothing to look forward to. It borders on bad storytelling because even if Maud is able to solve her mystery, we get the sense she really won't remember it for long. And as a viewer, that's just not very satisfying. Overall, it's a bit of a split decision, but I don't think I can let Elizabeth is missing out of here with a recommendation. Seek it out if you want to see Glenda Jackson's performance. It really is something special. But uh make sure that you've got a, a nice cup of tea and somebody to give you a hug after you're done. And that's going to do it for the inaugural episode of Parish Notices and Arts and Media Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you have any feedback for me at all, I am super new at this. Be sure to tweet the podcast at Parish Podcast on Twitter. That's P-A-R-R-I-S-H podcast on Twitter. I am taking any suggestions people have for things to review. Uh, In the meantime, take care. Travel safe.